What's going on? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. On today's show, Sunday's Quick Picks. Let's do it. This is the Sharp Angle. Every day on your favorite podcast player. Special thanks to Wise Money Sports. Online, wisemoneysports.com. Have access to a professional portfolio every day. A group of pros getting together, making sure you get the best picks. Every sport, every day. Online, wisemoneysports.com. On Twitter, at wisemoneysports. All right, so nice day yesterday. We went 4-1. and one. Only loss was that damn teaser. Purdue not showing up. But that makes us, so 4-1 and one this week on, on Saturday. Last Saturday, we went 2-3. and three, And the Saturday before that, we went 4-0. and oh. If I'm uh, doing my math correctly here, that's 10-4 and four the last three Saturdays. Not a bad way to start the weekend. So let's hope we keep it going today. We've got five picks in total. Two Premier League, two NFL. No, six picks. What am I talking about? Two Premier League, two NFL, and two NHL as well. So we'll kind of go chronological order from the earliest games to the later games today. Let's start off in the Premier League. Uh, Liverpool minus one against Tottenham. Now, for those who follow the Premier League, for those who know a lot about soccer, and you obviously you got my picks yesterday, we went with two heavy underdogs to win or tie. Uh, got... Obviously, 2-0 there, both wins. But the thing is, when you follow the Premier League like you know, pretty closely, you start to get to know these teams, I'm sure you were thinking yesterday, what the hell are you doing, Tyler? You're fading, you're fading Everton? You're fading, uh, who's the second team? Uh, West Ham? You know, these teams have been doing well this year. It's, this is, what are you doing? But sometimes, folks, that's when you make money, is knowing when to play on those teams, and more importantly, when to fade the better teams and, and the best teams. And let's face it, professionals, when you do this, when you do this for a long time, pros make money not betting the best teams, but knowing, again, when to fade the best teams and generally putting their money behind the worst teams. So, um, you know, it's just a, something to remember that w- when you're l- looking at these games, whether it's football, basketball, baseball, hockey, soccer, it's not enough just to say, hey, that's a good team, it's a bad team, let's go. It, the, the prices have to accurately reflect value. So if you get a good team against a bad team, right, like today, New England's taking on Cleveland. That line's right around 13 and a half, 14. Well, that's accurate. That's a good team taking on a bad team. That's what we would expect. If New England was three-point favorites, there's now value to bet on New England. So it's not just about how good teams are, how bad teams are. It's what are the markets charging. Yesterday, when we took Brighton Hove Albion against uh, uh, Everton, and it was plus a half, plus 130, that's a great price. When we took Sheffield United at West Ham, Plus a half, about minus 120. That was a great price. So that's why we took those teams, and it's the same thing today. I know yesterday we were on some dogs in the Premier League. Today we're on some heavy favorites, but the reason is the market is undervaluing these favorites in these spots. All right, so let's get on to the first game of the day in the Premier League. Liverpool, minus one, hosting the Tottenham Hotspur. I think this has to do a lot with Liverpool's result last week. Liverpool had a chance to tie the all-time, or excuse me, to beat the all-time record in English top-flight soccer for the most consecutive wins in a row. Remember, in soccer, they count both wins, losses, and draws. So Liverpool was on a great streak up until last week, and about everything went wrong in that Liverpool game that could have gone wrong wrong. So a lot of people overreact based on that. Uh, I know that there was some issues with Mohamed Salah getting ruled out late and, and, and how 
you know, we, we jumped on them before and doubled down after. That's okay. It's not a big deal. And frankly, I kind of went off on that earlier this week, how I can't stand it when the squares win in soccer. That's what happened last week. But this week, you can't make too much of an over-adjustment unless it's warranted. And what I saw from Liverpool last week didn't require that much of a downgrade, very minor downgrade. So I think this price is really reflecting Liverpool maybe kind of dropping off of the public uh, uh, sphere with this money. And it does help that they're playing Tottenham. If they're playing, you know, Burnley this week or something like that, I don't think this would happen. But because there's a Tottenham team on the other side, it seems to bleed a little bit more value towards the Reds. So I think Liverpool is still the best team in the Premier League, actually by kind of by far. I mean, obviously it's them and Man City, but a lot of outlets have Man City the best team, and I completely disagree with that as I have for a while, if you've heard me talk about this. So uh, we're going Liverpool today. They're getting disrespected with this price. Minus one at minus 140. I like the draw option. So if Liverpool only wins by one, you get your money back. And on the other side of the ball, Tottenham has not been very good this season at all. You go back, look at their last five games. They have one win. It was a pretty impressive win against Red Star Belgrade in the Champions League, but that's it. They haven't won a Premier League game in three in uh, three tries in a row, which is not good. I think they lost 3 nothing to Brighton. They drew a couple games. Tottenham's looked bad in the Premier League, and it's not just because of what's going on in the locker room, because we know there's some issues. We know Mauricio Pochettino has called his players out, said they're selfish, said they only want to play for themselves, and we haven't seen too much in terms of positive reaction from the players on the field. I know they still have a great uh, roster. Obviously, you're going to get Harry Kane and, 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 and uh, Deli Alley, two great defenders and Vertagen and Toby Alderweireld. I get that. I like Tottenham, but now's not the time to play on the Hotspur. Take Liverpool at home, minus the one. You got a nice draw option there. I think the Reds win at Anfield. My second Premier, uh, Premier League game is Man U at Norwich. And again, you know, yesterday when we took a lot of those underdogs, we're on the opposite side today simply because these prices are not priced accurately. Manchester United minus 130 currently. That's going to be about the ceiling price on most outlets. They are at Norwich City. And this is a double-edged sword. Norwich City started very quick this year, but the style that Norwich that uh, Norwich Norwich plays is not conducive to playing the big boys. Now, it was early on because I think they surprised a lot of teams in their stubbornness, <laughs> unwillingness to change, and that can get you into some trouble. What what Norwich wants to do is play with their hair on fire. They want to push. They want to press. They want to move the ball up and score, but that won't work against Man U. Man U's defense is very good this year. I think they're going to counter, if anything. We're probably going to see about a 53 to 54% uh, uh possession edge for Man United, but it really doesn't matter. Even if Norwich holds the ball longer today, which they probably won't, it's still going to benefit Man U. There's a lot of different ways this game can flow. Whether Norwich wants to hold the ball, whether Man U holds the ball, I trust Man U in this spot regardless of situation. That's why we're not betting on the over-under here. I could see many goals, I could see a few goals, but I still think Man U finds a way to get three points on the road. Uh, Man U, by the way, too much has been made of their lack of, of offense. I'm the first person to say, where are the forwards? Where's the world-class strikers? But still, you look at the data. You look at the expected goals. Manchester United still belongs in the conversation to make the top six. This is just another game that's in their way with a very, very poor Norwich team. And yes, it's a good team against a bad team. But the prices reflect that. I mean, I think Man U should be about minus 175 this game. So the fact that they're about minus 130 is major value on Man U on the road. Give me Manchester United to win. 
All right, let's go on to the NFL. We've got one uh, 10 o'clock Pacific game and then, of course, the night game tonight. So uh, the early game, Denver, they are currently plus 5.5 at Indianapolis. If you want the full handicap here, I would go back and listen to the NFL preview. We uh, release that every Friday. We have NFL betting expert Ryan Elliott in the studio. We did a full handicap on this game. But but, uh, long cap short, long story short, this is a motivation spot for Denver, and uh, I think that the trading of Emmanuel Sanders is actually going to motivate this team. Plus, you've got first-year uh, head coach Vic Fangio, who's really battling for his job after like seven games. So I expect a max effort from the coaching staff, from these players, and it will be a bit of a letdown for uh, Indianapolis. They had a big win last week over their uh, division rivals Houston, which I picked that game, by the way, Indy minus one. And uh, a couple weeks before that, well, they had a bye week, obviously, the week before that. And um, three weeks ago, they beat Kansas City. So their last two games, they beaten Kansas City, division rival Houston, and they currently sit atop the AFC South. Indianapolis is feeling good about themselves right now. They're full of themselves. They're they're walking around thinking they, they're going to have an easy win this game, and I don't think they come out too motivated. Plus, if you look deeper at the offensive stats, Denver's probably the best bad team right now in the NFL, and Indy still has a lot of question marks. We did we did this whole Joe Flacco, Jacoby Brissett comparison on the NFL preview. I recommend you go back and listen there, but overall, my pick, oh, it's moving. It's moving as we speak. I like that. Denver, we're going plus six, because it's right now consensus market value plus six on the Broncos, uh, and you it, it looks like it's about minus one 12 is like the average price. I mean, if you go to Bovada, a square book like that, you may get minus 115, 120, but you can certainly get down Denver plus six this morning. That is my best bet for the morning in the NFL. And later on this evening, the Kansas City Chiefs are plus five and a half. Folks, I like this game at plus four. Now, let's be honest here. There's a lot of dead numbers between four and six, so there's not a huge difference really between four and a half and five and a half here, but I still like the Chiefs plus five and a half at home. This is an overreaction to ha- to Patrick Mahomes being injured, and this is a lot of squares driving the market. Whenever Whenever all the average betters and all the squares start really driving things on game day, and I'm in the I'm looking the other direction, I just start salivating, man. I just want to get in even more, and I'm going to. I I, I uh, didn't make a bet yet so far. Goodness gracious, I'm glad I didn't do that on Kansas City because I'm going to get in today. And a lot of people may may look at Kansas City as a teaser option here, taking them from five and a half to eleven and a half. As most of the consistent listeners on here know, I usually don't like taking teasers unless it's a max advantage teaser and you can move through both three and seven. And frankly, let's face it, with with, with the Green Bay Packers and Kansas City Chiefs, if one team does get up in this game, it could lead to a, not a blowout, but I mean, it, let's put it this way. If Green Bay's up 10 in the fourth, it wouldn't surprise me one bit if they tacked on another extra point or excuse me another field goal or touchdown at the end of the game so when you tease it from five and a half to eleven and a half yes you're moving through a seven but in this style of game I just don't think a teaser is that advantageous so I would pass in the teaser and just take Kansas City straight up at plus five and a half if you want to buy the half point and move them to six uh, that that could be a, a pretty good move as well but right now money's coming in on Green Bay so I would recommend if you're listening early still wait. Pump the brakes because there's no difference between five and a half and five. There's no reason to take Kansas City this morning. And if anything, the money may come in. All that dumb money may come in later today on the Green Bay Packers moving this line 
from five and a half to five, maybe even prompting it above, or excuse me, from five and a half to six, maybe even prompting it above six. So if you like Kansas City like I do, wait, make the bet later today, watch the market. And hey, if it does move from five and a half to five, no big deal. Again, that's a dead number. That really doesn't matter in the NFL. I mean, it matters a very, very small percentage. It's not going to be impactful on your wallet. So uh, take Kansas City plus five and, a, five and a half, but if you can wait, I like them plus the six. Um, God, I can't believe that line has moved. We're going to get Denver and KC both plus six today. I love that. All right, now two games in the NHL as well. Uh, the early game today, one o'clock Pacific time, Edmonton taking on Florida. This is disrespectful. I thought the market had caught up to the Oilers. What happened here? It took like seven games and I finally gave the market their credit. You know what I thought when I saw this line? <laughs> This line implies, by the way, the line right now is minus 110 for each team. It's just it, minus 110 for each team. There's there's no way this line is accurate. This is implying that Florida is a better team than Edmonton. I mean, I'm going to keep this cap simple, folks. If, if the market right now thinks Florida is equal to Edmonton, we hammer the market until they change. They are. I think the market's being stubborn right now. I think they're reverting back to too much 2017-2018 or 2018-2019 data, and they're not relying on how good these teams are today. Yes, Florida's a bit different themselves. I understand. Joel Quinville, uh, Bobrovsky, the changes they made uh, during this offseason— but Edmonton is much, much better than Florida. I, right now, have Edmonton as a clear, clear top 10 team, probably right around uh, 6 and 8. I, I could make the argument for it. Now, I'm not going to talk deep power rankings right now, but there's no doubt about it. Edmonton belongs in that 6, 7, 8 category. I could make an argument strongly that they belong in the top 5, but we'll keep it conservative here and rank them around 6, 7, 8. Florida? is about an average team, maybe even below average. I have Florida right now, their average ranking about 15 or 16. This is not close, folks. This is Edmonton getting disrespected. And it doesn't matter whether it's Koskinen or Mike Smith in goal. Edmonton right here is very, very underpriced. Take the Oilers at home to get the win. And, uh, I mean, this is just a simple mispricing. We don't have to get too complex here with this handicap. My second NHL game today, the New York Islanders taking on the Philadelphia Flyers. Philly played last night. Now, their offense has picked up the last couple games, but I think we get a tired Philadelphia team against an improving New York Islanders team. I was off on the Islanders early. Okay, I thought that New York in their second year running this defensive system, Barry Trotz implemented, they didn't make that many changes, right? They, they have man, many of their main guys back from last year. Now, you could argue that Semyon Varlamov coming in was a big change, but I don't think he's that much of a downgrade beneath Robin Leonard. I really, really don't. I think that New York gets their success the way they play hockey, right? The, the style, the defensive style they play. Every forward that's ever on the ice, their main goal, don't let the breakaway happen. Don't let the odd man rush happen. New York's a very difficult team to play against. And I think you get an undisciplined young Philadelphia team with tired legs on the road. New York Islanders currently minus 140. I think that's a great price. So give me the Islanders minus 140 at home to keep it rolling. That defense frustrates Philly and they find a way to get on the board and uh, put a few past. I believe it'll be Bobrovsky. Or excuse me, I believe it'll be, um, let's see here, Carter Hart. So we're going to go, once again, wrapping everything up. Premier League, Liverpool minus one against Tottenham. That should be minus one, about minus 140, minus 145. Man U, minus 130 on the road at Norwich City. In the NFL, Kansas City plus six in tonight's game. And uh, Denver plus six against the Indianapolis Colts. And the National Hockey League, we're going to go Edmonton minus 110 against the Florida Panthers and the New York Islanders minus 140 
taking on Philly. All right, good luck, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow on The Sharp Angle. This is The Sharp Angle. Every day on your favorite podcast player.